0: Hey, this is Dana Miette, and you're listening to the Teen Life Survival Guide podcast. If you want the real long version of what this podcast is about, go on over to the first episodes, but I'm going to keep this short and sweet now that we've got a couple episodes under our belt. This podcast is made for teens, but it's really welcome to anyone who wants to learn more about their faith as we tackle the tough topics about life. If you have any topic requests, please email me at teenlifesurvivalgod@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Any Bible will do, but if you want to follow along with Bible I will be reading out of, it will always be the New American Standard Bible. May God bless you, and I cannot wait to start this journey with you what's up guys i hope you're doing well today's topic will be fighting the flesh and before we get started let's start with our prayer heavenly father we come before you god we love you so much we know that the flesh will always be a battle that we face but that you came down in the human flesh and that you conquered the world and you made it to where we're not trapped by the flesh but we're free from that sin lord remind us that always or we are far from perfect we make mistakes daily hourly but we know through your forgiveness and through your love. We can fight through it. Be forgiven. Let it go and have a clean spirit and heart and see past it. And we pray that as we listen to your message today, that we do just that, that we take that to heart, that your love conquered all once and for all, and that anything that happens to us in this world, anything you give us, we can get past because of you and because of what you did and your faithfulness and your truth and your love. Thank you, Lord, for that. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. So, like always, these topics, if you don't give me a topic, it's just expired by what I'm going through. Like I said, on my first podcast, I'm just a normal average stroke going through life like you guys. I have highs. I have lows. When I first started this podcast um, back in March, you know, was more of my high time. I had such good things going on. And then, you know, as I prayed for God to show me my weaknesses, I've started having some low times and some things I need to grow and work on. And God says, no matter what season we're in, to praise Him. And I have to say, as much as it's a battle, when we're in these tough seasons and these challenges, God... God always provides and I just thought it was awesome one way he provided was through you guys um we don't have a million people listen to this podcast but every time I see you know the same 40 to 50 people tuning in it, it makes me happy to know that you know God's word is being shared um I know I'm not perfect I know what I say is not perfect but I know that God is you know using me in a way and using you in a way um to build his kingdom and like I said through my ups and downs one thing that's got me through um I I give you the email all the time where you you can shoot me an email for requests, um, but along with requests, I had two or three people, you know, just share with me what podcasts stuck out to them, and how it's helping them get closer to God, and you know, that's what it's all about. We're all in this together, and I just want to remind you that, and I'm not just talking about this podcast, if anyone's encouraging you or strengthening you in any way to reach out, because they might need it more than you know. I know right now, I'm battling with the flesh. That's where this topic came from. I'm fighting the flesh hard. There's things that I want so badly and I thought I wanted them so badly um, to help others around me and to build the kingdom but now I'm starting to worry that maybe it's about the flesh um, and I'm you know listening to those urges more than kingdom urges and just getting those messages reminding me that you know this podcast is serving God's purpose and it's inspiring others and it's getting Christ's message out just really inspired me and I know that gift was from God. He put it on that person's heart to share it and that's how God's love spread guys. God. God's love spreads through us. Um, I I've gotten texts from random people who just you know encourage me or remind me to pray or think of me and it was just right at the right time and I know that's not from them that's from God just like this podcast isn't from me that's from God so I just encourage you um if you feel that nudge in your heart to do those things they do matter but anyway that's a little off topic let's get back on track um fighting the flesh when I say flesh I'm just talking about our human desires um and it gets tricky because sometimes our human desires are you know disguised in a way that we think we're doing good but we always must go back to scripture and we always must go back to the purpose of it and when we don't get our way maybe seeing that it was more of a flesh thing instead of a godly desire and if we're wrong that's not a bad thing too if we're trying to avoid the flesh and it winds up being a godly desire it's God he'll put it back in your life he'll make a way he'll make it work but if it's not we have to make sure we don't treat it like it's a godly desire and treat it as the flesh but it will always be a constant battle Um, everyone has to go through it, even the apostles, prophets, even Jesus had to fight the flesh. Of course, he's the only one that was able to be successful, but you know, he even had the temptations. So, of course, when we talk about any topic, the first thing we need to do is look on, look at scripture. So, how to fight it? I wanted to go to Romans 7, chapter 7, um verses 15 through 20, and I'm reading out that Great Adventure Bible I was telling you about, and Paul says, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do, what I don't do not want, I agree the law is good. But so then it's no longer that I do it, but the sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells within me that is in my flesh. I can will what is right, but I cannot do it. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I that do it, but sin which dwells in me. Now, if you had never heard that one before, you might want to go back and read it again. Because I do what I do not want to do that sounds confusing but I know in my life where I am right now I totally understand it and if you don't understand it you know I think you'll get it at the end and it'll totally click wow I sometimes do this because we all have that struggle with the flesh and what he's saying what Paul is saying is one he's acknowledging which is you know if you want to fight the flesh first you have to acknowledge there's a problem if you don't think there's a problem you can't fix it so you have to acknowledge that the sin is there you have to acknowledge that the flesh is desiring you to do certain things you have to acknowledge just like he said it's not going away um he says he does the things he don't want to do he knows they're wrong but he still does it he's acknowledging he's a sinner he's talking to the people and also talking you know to God talking about how he hates it he hates that he sins he doesn't want to do and he acknowledges it's his flesh he acknowledges that you know he can't fully run away from it but he can identify it he can acknowledge it he can hate it and of course he could try to prevent it in you know different ways but you have to fight it it's not something you're um, going to just fight one time and get rid of it is a constant battle and that's why we need God and his word because the only thing that's going to combat the flesh desires is to pray to God and see past it and see what he wants and then in verse 21 to the end of the chapter which is 25 he says so I find it to be the law that when I want to do right evil lies close at hand for I delight in the law of God in my innermost self but I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin which dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am who will deliver me from the body of death. Thanks be to God through Christ our Lord. So then I of myself serve the law of God with my mind but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. So right there Paul acknowledges again the only thing that's going to save him is God. in the key battle with our flesh and boy it's <laughs> killing me is my mind. And I know we did podcast on the mind and the mind's going to keep coming up because that is your battleground. And you're going to either fill your mind with scripture and truth and trust God, or you're going to fall to the flesh. And so that is what he's kind of acknowledging, that he has two different laws, the law of the flesh, the law of the world, you know, and what they think, and it can make him the wretched man, but God delivers him and gives them um, the law of God with his mind. So when he focuses mind on the law of God, and when he focuses mind on that purpose, that is how he combat flesh. So Paul teaches us, you know, we're going to be sinful, we're going to hate what we're going to do, but if you want to combat it, if you want to fight it if you want to not do it as much of course it sucks when you lose that battle but that's why God gives you forgiveness you and you don't want that to happen too you don't want to be so fleshly that you never forgive yourself and you can't see past it I'm guilty of that um and you focus so much on that that you don't get the joy and peace because you're focused so much on what you did in the past that you can't see past it and it haunts your future and so like I said he's trying to make sure you acknowledge it but make sure you move past it and instead to combat it keep your mind on God. You have to stay in his words, in his promises, and that's what has to control your mind. Um And the best way to do it is through, obviously, like we've talked about, reading scripture. Um I know for me, the more I get into scripture right now, I just randomly went to Ecclesiastics, um, which is not one that I rarely go to. That's just kind of where I flip to and just, wow, it's what I needed right at the right time. God always seems to do that. He gives you what you need when you need it. So just searching for that word. And I notice, you know, when my mom Starts to shift, you know. I have to purposely shift it. I remind myself, take one step at a time. It's okay, you're failing your mind, shift it, but shift it back. Pray to God, or pray for someone, or go read scripture. Do those things and shift it back. Um, and before I get to the next, I do want to cover another scripture. Um, I want to talk about m- my mistake with prayer, and hopefully it'll help you. Um, because I noticed what, like I said, a lot of what I'm going through right now. Um, I can't, I got to think of other people, I can't talk about everything, but a lot of what I'm going through right now has to do, um, with situations that I thought were to grow my faith life and relationships that I thought I was using to grow their faith life in my faith life. But instead, what is happening is it's becoming more of an idol and it's not becoming what God wants. It's becoming what the flesh wants. And the more I try to use my own strength and the more I try to fix it thinking I'm doing it for God's kingdom, what I'm starting to see is maybe it's more of a flesh desire. If you're hurting someone else and you're not getting piece out of it, then obviously you're doing something wrong. Um and what I noticed when it hit me, well one, it's good to have friends that um, you know, keep you grounded. One person pointed out, you know, just make sure you're not pointing yourself to the flesh. Make sure you're doing what God wants. And I noticed when I was praying, <laughs> it's funny. Look, I'm laughing. I would pray, God, help them see my heart. Help them see what I'm trying to do. And my and it was because I'm trying to fix situations from the past and I'm trying to fix things and make things better. Because I think those people make me a better person, and I think I I know my heart, I know I'm trying to make them a better person. Uh, everything I do, I try to, you know, help people see Jesus because He just truly makes the world better. So I know that if I'm really committed to um anybody or any situation, that I really want them to see the love of Christ. So I do feel like anybody I'm friends with, you know, that is one thing they're going to get out of it. <laughs> but as I'm listening to my prayers, like I said, I started laughing because yes, my intention was for people to see me the way I'm truly trying to be because I'm truly genuinely trying to be a good person but when you listen you hear me 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 help them see me help and I'm trying to prove to them that I'm a good person and that's where we're gonna go in the next part um but before I get too much into the next part when you pray if you notice you're saying help them to see or help me to do this it's wrong (laughs) okay now technically there's no wrong player I'm not trying to hate on your prayer this is mine and you know like I said I feel real rooted and real grounded and I catch myself falling in the same trap and I could totally replay the to Paul. I hate it. I hate this stupid flesh. I cannot stand it yet. I still fall to it and that's why I'm bringing it up. I had to tell myself no you should not pray that you have to explain yourself. You should not have to pray that you need to prove the point that they need to see who you are. You should be who you are. That's who you should be. You know your heart and you should be confident that if your heart is for God you don't have to prove to yourself to anyone. And so my prayer changed and my prayer changed to God, you know, let your will be done, you know, and that I pray that I see your goodness no matter what. Like I said, for me, the hardest thing is not knowing what's going to happen next. If I knew what God wanted, it would make it easier. If he wants me to just completely move on from this situation and move past, it would make it easy. If he wants me to stay around and just be patient and be still and make it easy, but that's not what he's calling me to do. Instead, what he's calling me to do is he's calling me to let go of the situation. He's not calling me to think about it. He's not calling me to analyze it. He's not calling me to come up with reasons I need to explain myself to other people. He's not calling me to see the future and see, will this, go, you know, situation be here in a month? Will it be over in a year? Will it be over in a decade? What he's calling me to do is to live for this day and to stay rooted in him and to trust in him and not think past it. And that's what we do. We take simple and we make it complicated. Um, and that's where I'm going to go when we get to two Kings five in a second. Um, but what we have to do in this part comes from, um, Stephen furtwick and his wife or the ones who came up with this topic um and so I took a little bit from them but kind of had my own reflection like I said I try to listen to other people and you know come up with my own reflection as well um but two things he was saying and these were two different topics his wife was talking about two kings five he was talking just about the devil um but it's knowing what the devil can do and knowing how to combat it and so the two things he said was that of course the devil can't conquer us because Christ already conquered him so the only two things the devil could do to us is distract us and discourage us and my goodness that hits the flesh so hard because I notice with me the things that mess with me with my mind like I said I think about these situations all the time um when I sin I take it very serious I'm learning too that God has already forgiven me like we you know if you go read Psalm 51 David does a great job of acknowledging you know he messed up he's a sinner but God is the only one that needs to forgive you can't control what the other people do they have flesh too um we can't control them we hope they forgive us and some do but some forgive us in a way that doesn't work for us meaning that they forgive us but the relationship doesn't get mended the way we want it and it's sad and it sucks and it hurts but we can't blame them for that you know that that comes with our actions but that we also don't have to be in a pit of despair because of it you know we don't have to stay depressed you can't go back and change your answers and change what happens and that's what the devil tries to do the devil tries to make you live in a past he tries like i said to distract and discourage so the first thing he does is he tries to discourage you by reminding you of that mistake. Reminding you how you messed up. Reminding you of the people you hurt in your past. And he wants you to get stuck there. He wants to make you think you can never get past there. Never fix that relationship. And like I said, people are human. Sometimes that relationship won't give it. But he is going to discourage you and he is going to make you relive it over and over. And the other thing that goes with discourage that I talked about a second ago was distract. He's going to make you want to replay that situation over and over. What could you have done differently? He's going to bring you back to that part. He's going to put your mind on those mistakes. He's going to tempt you with things that bring back those memories. He's going to mess with your mind. He is going to keep, well, what if this happened or what if that happened? And he's also going to make you want to explain yourself. Like I said, I can't tell you how many times after I made a mistake, I tried to explain myself and all I did was make it worse. And all I was trying to do was make it better. You know, I really care about people and I really love them. And when I love them with all my heart, the last thing I do is want to, you know, lose them and so I get so distracted because I'll sit there for hours and hours trying to up with words that I could possibly tell them to fix the situation and I'm doing all these things to fix this situation but all I'm really doing is battling with my mind and taking away my own joy. I'm so consumed by this problem and what's going on that I'm focusing all my time and energy and I'm missing all these gifts God's given me, all these amazing friends and family that are around me, all these amazing moments but we're so distracted about this one thing because the devil has it on our mind and our flesh because our flesh desire wants this thing so bad that we miss all the gifts around us and so it's just to remind you that yes it sucks but you're you're letting the flesh steal your joy if you're focusing too much on it you're letting the flesh steal your joy yes you can come up with a million different things but it's not going to change God's plan so yes I could come up with the perfect explanation and that person probably going to look at it and think of it as selfish even if you intend it not to be selfish even if you're in a loving manner um You know, you can try, 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 but if it's not God's plan, it's not gonna happen. And so the devil distracts us and makes us think we could do it our own, and we could do all these things. And he gives us these thoughts. But at the end of the day, if it's not in God's plans, it's not in that person. It's not gonna be in their heart, and they're not gonna. It's not gonna come out the way you want it because you're wanting it in a fleshly way. And again, if it's something God's want, you know, He's gonna make a way in His time. It's not gonna be you planning it in your head. That's just a distraction. That's just discouragement and that's just the devil we have to avoid those places if something is taking away that much thought of your day um, you have to combat it and it's not easy I get distracted all the time I get discouraged all the time but what's helping me is knowing that I have to combat it identifying it's a temptation is what I do I identify it's from the flesh I say God you know here I go again I'm getting distracted by the devil's plan give me grace to see past it. give me grace to get through it and so one of the scriptures that spoke to me about how we can get past It and how we can be made clean is Kings 2 5 or 2 Kings chapter 5 my bad and we're going to start with verse 8 let him come now to me that he may know that there is a prophet in Israel so Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the door of Elijah's house oh by the way Naaman had leprosy I guess I should have told you that and so that's why he's going to this prophet um verse 10 sorry and Elijah Elijah sent a messenger to him saying go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored you shall be made clean but Naaman was was angry. He went away saying, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hands over the place and cure the leper. Are not Abna and Paphar? I said those wrong, the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be made clean? So he turned and went in rage. But his servants came near him and said, My father, if the prophet had commanded you to do the same, do some great thing, would you have not done it? How much rather then when he says to you, Wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the word of the man of God and his flesh was restored like a flesh of a little child and he was clean. So we want to know how to see past it. We want to know how to be made clean. Well one thing that's good is luckily Naaman had someone to help him realize what he was doing. But the first thing is it says Naaman was angry and why was he angry? Because one he thought it would look differently. He thought that this guy was going to come out and stretch his hand and do miraculous things things how many times do we think that we think that if we follow God oh this just seems so right and it's that flesh oh it it seemed right and it did and it made sense and then all of a sudden it was taken away from you and left you heartbroken and then that don't seem right so you get angry you get angry at that person you get angry at God you start the blame game and that's what he's you know he's saying well I thought it was gonna look like this it wasn't like he pictured the other thing is he points out that there's other waters that are greater so again he's not reckon that God can do anything for any reason he's starting he's doing a worldly desire like this this river's trash he's not realizing that God could do anything anywhere he's like well, why couldn't it be this greater right couldn't it be this greater and that's what we do in the flesh we want things done our way and we see it with our mindset and our expectation and so we're missing the healing because we're angry that things didn't go our way and our mind is focused on that but luckily like I said he turned away in rage and so he starts blaming all these things um, and we do that a lot too. We, we you know, and I, I do that too. Um, we blame the other person. It's so much easier put, to put the blame on someone else than it is to just recognize maybe, you know, what we need to work on. It's so much easier, you know, like I said, when I sinned and things didn't go my way, it would be so much easier to blame the other people around me. Well, why couldn't they be more understanding or why couldn't they do this or they're just difficult or this and that and this and that. This situation is just difficult. You can choose to be anger and rage because it's it's so much easier. It makes you feel better when you have an excuse. But what's harder is when you have to accept your fault and accept the flesh and accept your disease. He had leprosy and he had to accept that, you know, if he wanted true healing, if he wanted true cleansing, it didn't have to be his way. It had to be God's way. And even though his way seemed better to him, his way seemed this amazing sign was going to happen because it's from God or these waters were going to be clean. Sometimes it's more of a simple thing. And that's what they point out. They said if it was this big sign you would have done it. But how much rather than when he says to you wash and be clean. So all we have to do is the simple thing. God is saying be still and trust. But yet we want to distract ourselves with a million different scenarios. We want to discourage ourselves cuz we we think we're not worthy. All God is saying is be still, trust. You can do nothing. If you, <laughs> I, uh, they had this uh it was on gospel metrics. He was talking about if God wants you to be married at 35, you're going to get married at 35. You might get divorced at 27 and divorced at 30 because you're forcing those relationships, but you'll still get married on his plan and his point stuck out to me we can do these fleshly desires but all they're going to do is bring us more hurt they're not going to bring us joy we have to trust that if it's God's plan he will bring it and so when he's saying be still in trust don't worry about all these if it looks miraculous or not worry about what he's saying be still and trusting um we must do it and so that's what they're trying to tell him he, all they have to do is the simple thing He's saying, go wash in the Jordan and be made clean. Trust what he's telling. Trust what the prophet's telling you. Just take that leap of faith and go do it. But it's hard for a leper because you have to take off your clothes. So you have to be vulnerable for everyone to see your spot. And how much does that relate to us? That sometimes it's hard to just trust and be patient because it makes us vulnerable. We have to give all the power away. We are powerless. We can do nothing. We solely rely on God. And sometimes that's scary when it's something you really want. Because then you're like, well, will be taking? Away, I have to do something it's that human flesh that we have to do something um but God is just calling us to be cleansed and so like it says he goes and wash and he is cleansed his flesh is restored and he is made clean and if we want true peace in our hearts if we want true peace to be made clean and to fight against the flesh and to get our joy back we have to throw away the distractions we have to throw away the discouragement when they come in our minds we have to realize they're not from God and when we take that off and we just take one step at a sign we clear our mind for that and we just focus on what good is happening right now don't worry about the situation what good is happening right now we gain our joy back even though we're going through that hard time and even though we want that we gain our joy back and we let God do the work and instead we take the cleansing and that's where I am right now I fight it daily I get distracted daily but I tell myself you can't blame the other people you can't blame your past you can't blame that you're sinful you made mistakes but God's already forgave you don't get distracted distracted by that don't go try to explain yourself avoid those situations because none of that is going to bring you joy because the only thing that's going to bring you joy is God it's trusting in him and if you know it comes to the time you need to explain yourself God will bring it to you you don't need to bring it he'll bring it to your heart he'll bring it to your prayer life or he'll literally bring that person or situation to you we just have to trust that he will do it and that he will make us clean and that's how we get clean and that's how we battle and fight against lust so I hope that made sense to you my podcasts are getting longer I'm getting a little. bit more passionate about it I guess. I always like them, but these topics, like I said, really hit me hard. Um the flesh is tricky business. We like to play the guilt uh and blame game and get down and none of that is from God, y'all. None of that is from God. Um we're gonna make mistakes and the people God's gonna put in us our life are gonna see past those mistakes. Um are gonna respect us for our honesty. And if they don't then you know that's not what we need. You know Paul didn't need a million people. Paul was in prison and chained. Um but he was happy because he had the joy of the Lord joy of the Lord was strength. And that's what we have to focus on is our spirit and not our fleshly desire. So, I hope this helps you not get distracted and not get discouraged. When you do, crack open that Bible. Find you some encouragement because God loves you. He's been faithful. He's on it for all these people in the Bible. The more you read, the more you'll see his faithfulness. The more you'll see, the more you acknowledge your sin and move past it, the more joy you'll have. We all hate the sin. We've all been where Paul is. We hate what we do. But when we see past it and we seek God's love and we let him stay control, we can fight the flesh and we can find joy. So hope you find your joy this week and I'll catch y'all next time. Peace out.